0: There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast with your host, Jim and Chuck, and this is episode number 299, which is uh, very exciting for us, Chuck, because we are slowly, slowly approaching episode number 300, which obviously we're going to talk about at the end of this episode, but it's a big one, and I'm not going to spoil it, but it's a big one. Maybe a 300 part A, 300 part B depending on how long we uh, we feel like recording. But this episode is kind of staying on track with our last episode, which was Werewolf by Night. And when everything good comes along, there's always a pile of shit that comes after it. Um, and it's ironic that we talk about a wolfman, and now we're going to be talking about She-Hulk. Um, and honestly, this is something that shocked me because I had high expectations going into She-Hulk. I know you did as well, Um, and we're Mm -hmm. going to break down our thoughts on She-Hulk. I think we stand a little bit on different sides of the fence, but the gate's open for you to come on to my side of the fence. I don't think I'll ever go over to your side of the fence, but let's also, I mean, this episode is about bad properties. Let's talk about a movie that you and I aren't really excited to see, uh, and that's Black Adam. Yeah. Uh, It's been out for three or four weeks now. Uh, we have not prioritized it like we would have in the past. um I'll give you my reason, and then I want to hear your reason on why you haven't seen it. Uh, my reason is I know exactly what happens in the movie because The Rock told me what happens in the movie, including the secret scene. Going into that and having watched the Jimmy Fallon, I believe it's one of the Jimmys, not Jim delulo but you know, one day. Um, Having watched that interview and and The Rock saying, you know, we hear you, DC fans, he's back. And I'm like, oh, you, why would you do that? And putting two, two and two together, it kind of frustrates me a little bit. So thank you, Dwayne, uh, for spoiling that for me. And also, I apologize if I spoiled that for any reluctant Black Adam moviegoers. You didn't well. really say who uh, it was. Yeah, but I think people are smart enough to know that. I definitely know all of our listeners are smart enough to know who I'm talking about. But if you haven't seen it at this point and you live on the internet or live with the internet, you know who's back. And I'm sorry. Um, what's your reluctancy to go see this uh, this movie? I've had better things to do.
1: <laughs> and <Right>? I'm not <laughs> – like,
0: like taking naps.
1: <laughs> yeah, I watched uh, Crown Jewel and then I took a nap.
0: But yeah, like it's
1: just – Normally, like, I'll get my ticket, like, a week in advance, two weeks in advance. Right. And I was like, nah, it's not going to be filled. I'll wait. And then, like, the day comes and I'm like,
0: yeah.
1: Like, we had lunch together two weeks ago. And I was like... And you,
0: and you were going to go see it.
1: I was like, yeah, I'm going to leave here and then probably go see it. And I went home and was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Dick Sporting Goods instead. So, <laughs> it's just... And then, like... Big movies like that that play, like, they're nonstop. Like, it's been out three, or was it, what, two weeks or three weeks last week? And it was only playing, like, four times.
0: Yeah, and I can tell you why. It's The Rock. And I know this man makes a ton of money, and I think it's because he's just everywhere. And you and I talked about this. The more and more I see The Rock, the more and more I don't want to see The Rock. And it's not in a sense of like, I think he's a jerk, or I think he does bad things, or he sides with the wrong people, or he's pompous. I I just think that once you get to the point where you are on everybody's news feed, Facebook has you, and Instagram, he pops up. Even when I'm not following you, you're popping up. It's a little frustrating. And now, you know, we're entering the holiday spirit, and The Rock has to ruin Christmas, but he's bringing along his friend the sexiest man alive chris evans congratulations to my much sexier doppelganger um and now we get this christmas movie you know there's three christmas movies that are coming out that are like new nuanced right so we got the the ryan reynolds and will ferrell Ferrell musical which i'm i'm excited to kind of see that one and we've got but
1: it's on apple plus so we don't have to yeah we don't have to go to theaters see it
0: We've got um, violent year or violent night with David Harbor. David Harbor, which looks amazing, and now we've got this red, not red notice, red claws, red or one, code red, the red. one. Yeah, red one would. If the Rock is playing Santa Claus, oh, I'm he out.
1: is. He's totally playing Santa Claus.
0: Listen, John Hamm should be Santa Claus based on those World yeah, Cup commercials. They're pretty John, good. John Hamm is a convincing, handsome Santa, but. I, he's got to that point where I just—I think I need to take a break from The Rock. It was like I was like that with Jennifer Lawrence. I was like that with a bunch of other actors and actresses. Once you're just shoved down your people's throat for so long, you need to take a step back. I'm at that point with Harry Styles. Uh, between music, bad movies, Amazon things, like I'm just kind of like, ah, take a break. Find something you're good at.
1: The problem with The Rock is he makes decent movies but they're the same person in every movie. Yeah. I mean, Red Notice, Rampage, Skyscraper.
0: Yeah, of the Hobbs he's, and Shaw.
1: Like I enjoy most of his movies. Like I had fun with Rampage. I thought Skyscraper was fun. But like it's just him in a different situation.
0: Yeah, I mean he he's like, a better animated actor. Then he is a live-action actor. You know, yeah. I've heard great things about Super Pets. He's fantastic in Moana. So, you know, sit, uh, take a break from on-screen and go off-screen and do the... Or or, well, or challenge yourself and do something that you're not used to. Do a drama. Do a horror. Do something
1: different. Well, the the problem is, is he's making money, so he's going to keep doing it. Of course he is. Like, people are still going to be like, oh, let's do a... A movie about trains. Here, here you go, and it's gonna be, you know, him and, Hobbs. Him and Liam. On a no, train. it's
0: gonna be him and Liam Neeson fighting each other. <laughs> it's gonna be Taken three, taking eight.
1: But that and and that's the thing. Like when this came out, I was like, okay, let's see. How, and then the trailer came out, and I'm like, it's The Rock in a superhero yep. movie. That's that's pretty much.
0: He didn't, he didn't do anything different but put – Change anything. He didn't put grow hair for the movie. and No, and I was kind of upset about this that. This is like the trail again, Warner Brothers, who just got new directors in, in, in terms of uh, James Gunn and his buddy Pete d- working at DC over there. But this trailer gave away everything. I know f- I oh, know for totally. a fact because of this trailer that Hawkman gets the shit kicked out of him for the 86 minutes or however long that movie is. There is no way on this earth that Hawkman gets any justice in this movie. There's no way that Cyclone is a forefront character. Adam Smasher is going to be a Deadpool Ant-Man combo and Pierce Brosnan's going to be, he's going to look phenomenal, but he's going to have like 45 seconds on the screen it's just it's the rock doing like rock things where he catches a missile when it blows up. He flies, he shoots lightning. Boom. It's the Rock movie. On and we'll move on from here cuz we haven't seen the movie. So we're just blindly shitting on the rock in this movie, but on the tier of wrestlers that are actors. I have 4. The Rock's number 3 and number 4 is Hulk Hogan because he's an awful human being. So I would go Dave Bautista, number one. John Cena, number two. Never thought I would ever say that. And then The Rock, only because of versatility. Has nothing to do with box office.
1: He doesn't do much, but in Vikings, Edge was awesome. Well,
0: he's about to be in Percy Jackson on Disney Plus, too. He's going to play Ares. So he has one one role. So I'm going to hold off on that. I'm talking like movie star level. Hulk Hogan hasn't done a movie since, what, uh, Three Ninjas? I'm also
1: thinking like... Uh, capability? Yeah.
0: I would say, though, out of the three major players in Hollywood right now from the WWE, Batista is by far the best actor out of those three. Oh, yeah. Um, just because he's he's getting roles. He's not afraid to be a co-star. He's not afraid to do certain things different. John Cena is a little more versatile than I thought he was. And then The Rock is a carbon copy of himself. He's action Kevin Hart. That's all is. <laughs> that's all it is yeah. but let's move on from that and let's enter spoiler territories we are going to review Black Adam at some point and it may be 15 minutes and it also may just be the last 15 minutes that you heard us talk because we probably just reviewed the movie that we didn't see yet but we're going to talk about She-Hulk um, a and again spoilers to follow a series that when you look up the word divisive I would like the She-Hulk Rotten Tomato scores as the definition because the critics are riding it with an eighty-five percent. The fans yeah. are riding it at a thirty-three percent. Now this is huge difference. Right. Right. I don't think there's been a bigger difference maybe since Dark World, Iron Man Three, Iron Man Two, if just to kind of spitball here. But this is a series that you and I talked about. We talked about the first episode how excited we were that tatiana maslani was in it that we weren't really digging the first one but we were going to give it a chance you bought this as a series you would invest in and then went with house of the dragon as a series that you would go next with i said i would leave this kind of on the back burner and see where we go and i'm glad i made that decision because man this was super disappointing and I'm gonna address the elephant in the room because I know a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, it's two white men criticizing an independent woman. This has nothing to do with the way they took Jennifer Walters because Jennifer Walters is a character in the comics who is a feminist icon who is, you know, sexually free with her life, who, you know, does what she does. My problem with this is the way that they approach this story in general. I get that Jen was spiraling and she needed her moments as She-Hulk and Jen to find who she truly really was. And I'm, I'm here for it. You know, go on your walkabout, find out who you were. I just thought that the, the dialogue was cheesy. It the CGI was super spotty in a lot of areas. Uh, mainly... Jen, your main character and this was yeah this was the rumor going into it that CGI was going to be awful um apparently the talk in the industry is that working for Marvel special effects is like torture because of the strict deadlines and you got to be perfect um the villain of it all really made me like is this even worth it and and that's the main thing was this series worth it in the scheme of things? And my answer is no. I don't think that this connected into anything. You, you know, you and I had talked about it, and I talked about it with Tom, and I talked about it with Dion. And I just kind of felt like at some point, I think it was like episode six, where this was going to be a series that was a launching off point for Secret Wars. We were going to start to get to see some more uh, superheroes, some more comic book characters that actually meant something. I'm not talking um, El Aguilar. Uh, Man, Bull, Porcupine. I loved Man, Saccharin. Like, as cool as they were working with the Abomination, I thought that that was great. We knew Daredevil was going to show up, which, if anything, every scene that he was in was a saving grace of this show, um, except for the CGI between him and C- uh, She Hulk. I thought that that was awful. I know Charlie Cox wanted
1: Yeah, Yeah, that, that was very uh, reminiscent of Amazing Spider Man. Right,
0: right. It looked like a video game. And I know Charlie Cox was like, we should do more with CGI and Daredevil. And if it's like that, I do not want it. But this is a show where I was like, the possibilities are endless for character drops. And we did get some, like the ones that I said. Uh, And Mr. Immortal, we got him and Donnie Blaze. You know, Johnny Johnny (laughs) Blaze's step-cousin. But the problem is, I feel like, personally... The co-stars were better than the star in this, and this is no credit discredit to Tatiana Maslany. I think that She-Hulk was written so poorly in this series. Um, it was, it was really frustrating because she really worked hard in this, and I think like the most memorable scene in, in this series when you look up She-Hulk will be the She-Hulk Megan the Stallion scene and i know that, I hated that did that need to be in it no was it fun it was no. cool and you know whatever it was hip that they brought her in uh but mark ruffalo his character development as little as it was was better than she hulks daredevils was better than she hulks um i'm not gonna say leapfrog was even worth this show but like i thought nikki was great i think they dropped the ball with uh titania And then the giant reveal at the end that we'll get to. But um, overall, what did you think of the series?
1: I wouldn't say I hated it. Um, I didn't love it. I kept waiting for it to get better. Yeah. And I was like, all right, one more episode, one more episode. Um, There was parts that I did enjoy. But then there was parts where I was just like stupid and cheesy. And like – I get what they tried to do because everyone's like, oh, Marvel's cookie cutter. They do the same thing over and over and over again. They tried something different and it didn't stick.
0: Yeah, and honestly, Uh, I feel like even if this – let's just take She-Hulk out of this, right, and put Daredevil in the same position with the same writing, the same CGI, same character, same story minus the finale because obviously the finale was – you know, that was fourth wall breaking and – I know a lot of people didn't like that, but that's what she does. She fourth she breaks the fourth wall. I would have loved to see her do it a little bit more, if I'm being honest. But if they put Daredevil in this situation, I still don't think it would be better. No. And it's not it's again, like I've read like this is toxic males going up against a female-driven, you know, we're here to disrupt the authority. Whatever, go ahead and disrupt it. Make a good property. This wasn't good. This and this is the first Marvel show where you and I have been like, This was not good. This is bottom tier Marvel content for me. I honestly think it might be. If you look at it from a villain perspective, who's the main villain of Oh no, the, the villains were all Who's the main villain of the show? The Todd Todd. Right. A guy named Todd who tried to hook up with She Hulk, who then became yeah, you know, the head of intelligentsia um then we had titania who showed up at random parts i hated her well i mean she's going to be in that new pitch perfect tv series on peacock the bumper yeah, yeah another actor that hollywood's trying to make work for us uh with adam divine there uh but this is one of those things like titania was the villain and then you got like the abomination was like this zen buddhist who then was going to intelligentsia and it didn't work there like there was a storyline that was lying in wait right there that they could have done and it involved the beyonder and i talked to you about this but the guy i can't remember the guy she slept with but um she because she slept with a few guys but josh yeah the asian trevor salter i didn't even send you the picture i've been trying to find it but there's a picture of the beyonder that looks just like josh and i thought maybe because she hulk plays big into secret wars and they're talking about how the hulk is gonna like she hulk's gonna be the next big thing in the avengers i was like maybe just maybe they're alluding that this josh guy is the head of intelligentsia he's the beyonder bing bang boom we're there but no Who do we get? We get Todd. And as soon as he showed back up in the third episode or the third time, I was like, well, there's your villain. There's your villain. Like you could have painted a red X on his chest and said, this is our guy. Because there was no way in hell it was anybody else other than him. Uh, I didn't feel like there were any twists and turns. Um, Personally, I would have kept the Daredevil reveal for the show. And I feel like that was the selling point in the trailer. Like, look, Daredevil's back. Here he is. Ha, ha, ha. It's a lawyer show. Here's another fighting lawyer.
1: I I think that they knew people weren't going to watch it. So they were like, hey, here. Like, after it started getting, you know, these bad reviews, they were like, oh, all right, we got to do something to get people interested. And they didn't ever said when they were putting them in there. So People are going to watch every week yep. to see if he pops up. And I, I thought it
0: was cool that they, like, made fun of the hot dog suit. Like, I thought that that was great. Like, that little banner between that. But again, like, a, the the co-stars and the special guests had more screen time and more meaningful screen time than She-Hulk. Like, the yeah. designer had more, like, more plot than She-Hulk wong with madison like who would have thought that wong and some drunk chick from atlantic city would have been like a highlight of this show you know what i mean like i, I never in a million years would i have written that madison was going to get a character poster or that pug love to see josh cigar back on our television in superhero form but we never i never thought we were going to get a pug poster I thought that this was going to be a show where we were going to get suits, but just with She Hulk. But we got kind of suits meets Boston Legal meets The Office meets How I Met Your Mother. It was it was just a very odd mixture of themes in this one for me.
1: I'm not mad that they went more comedic.
0: No, not neither. My I. I laughed a, a little bit.
1: I'm. It just. The comedy didn't hit.
0: Yeah. I I think the execution was just bad on this one. Like, yeah. like I said, you have a character who is the first character in Marvel history to break the fourth wall. And she barely did it until that last episode. You know, there were glances. Our last episode was all fourth breakable. Right, pretty much. And, like, I thought that that was kind of cool. Like, I know a lot of people are a little on the edge with that one. Like... I thought that was cool that they took shots at themselves and they took shots at Kevin Feige. I thought that that was creative. Uh, But, you know, in the scheme of things, like it didn't matter. This doesn't matter to phase four. There was nothing in here that tied this in. And, like, I feel like that's been the problem with the TV shows up until we got the announcements, right? Loki really didn't mean anything until they revealed Kang. So that payoff was great. Yeah. Miss Marvel didn't mean anything until they revealed uh Carol at the end. Falcon and Winter Soldier, we knew that meant something because that was right after Endgame. Moon Knight, we're still trying to figure out what's going on. But She-Hulk, was this like a quasi way of introducing Blade? Is that what this all leads to or war- I mean, honestly, it's going to lead to World War Hulk because we got Scar at the end uh with the biggest five head I've ever seen in my entire life. He's the
1: worst hairline than I do. Oh,
0: dude, we'll talk about him in a second. But, like, in terms of, like, the implications to the Marvel Cinematic Universe moving forward, did She-Hulk fit in like anything else? No, not, not at all. all. This felt like a a one-shot. Like, I feel like Werewolf by Night made more of an impact and more meant more to the MCU oh, yeah. than She-Hulk did. This seemed like ABC
1: Studios, Jeff Loeb.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. This was, and this was like a season five of Shield, starring She Hulk.
1: Yeah. It it was it was a off of Shield. That's what it kind of reminded me. Of. Very, even the way it was shot was different.
0: Yeah. And like, at w- at one point, like I thought Damage Control or Damage Crew was a wrecking crew was going to be like yeah legit. They looked awful. They were cosplays. It was just, it was just bad. It was bad from the jump. I wanted to like this. I, I really, really couldn't. And it's a shame because I love Tatiana Maslany. I think she is a f- phenomenal actress.
1: I loved her in *Orphan Black*. Yeah. and I, she was in the. Uh, we've talked about this before. She was been in the running for many Every, big everything. roles uh, like rogue one was she was like on the short list and for ray get it
0: and for yeah. Fel, uh felicity jones character in amazing spider-man 2 like she's she's the emily blunt of the marvel universe as well like she's been on the short list for a bunch of things uh but like she was great ginger gonzaga who played nikki was fun she was the funniest character of the entire show um Josh Zagara, like, when he was trying to be a bro, was fun. I thought that that was cool.
1: Not at all how
0: I imagined him. He was great, though. I thought he was really fun. But, like, I wish there was just more. Like, a part of me wanted Deadpool. Like, for no reason other than that last season or that last episode where she's breaking the fourth wall. I would have loved her to be, like, opening doors and, like characters who are coming are right there so like you open up a door and there's mr fantastic in like a small little office you open up another door and then there's deadpool and he's like hey this is my shit like i wish that would have been in this other than wong just popping in and out with portals and you know saving the abomination is wong the most important person in the mcu at this point
1: i mean he's everywhere he was in shang chi he was in here you know I love Bene- Benedict Wong. He's awesome. Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah.
0: They're really um, sho- shoving that down our throws, aren't they?
1: And now, but now you wonder where is he going to pop up next?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like everything at, at this point. i like, I thought, you know, to just compliment more of the cast, I thought Luke Jacobson, who um, was played by Griffin Matthews, the stylish, I thought he was great. That episode where uh, him and Leapfrog were in that, like, debate and... I thought that was fun. I thought the the courtroom scenes were a lot of fun, like when Jess is going up against her former partner who thinks that she he can date Megan the Stallion, and it's like like a Asgardian nymph. I thought that that was a lot of fun. I wanted more of that. I really did. Like they could have given me just that and done away with all like the intelligentsia stuff and like let's release her sex tape because it was it was like real like that episode was super cringy because it was a lot of slut shaming and it was like why are we doing this why are we just why are we taking steps backwards like she Hulk's supposed to be empowering and like you're just destroying this woman's life because she's a sexual being uh i absolutely hated that part so i i was like let's that i think that's where it lost me that that episode in general was like all right i'm done i'm done with the show and I think I didn't finish this until the middle of October.
1: Yeah, I finished it, uh, like, the day after it premiered.
0: No, I, I – wait, was I done this before you? No. Mm-mm. No? I mean, it makes sense because no, I'm cause not – I'm not watching anything at this point.
1: Because I was done – I think it was done, like, a couple of days before I went to Atlanta.
0: Yeah. And
1: – and I was like, yo, you watch it And you were like, no, I'm like three behind. Yeah. I think I, I finished like, okay. it that day.
0: Um, all right. So let's talk, let's address the bigger elephant in the room. Uh, Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner leaves midway through the season, uh, goes to Sakaar, which we all knew he was going to Sakaar. Um We had talked about it. I think we both said that he was going to come back with a visitor. We didn't know who it was. Some of us thought the grandmaster, uh, but we get Scar. Um, his son which sets up a lot Scar's got you know moving forward with the Hulk we're going to get a lot of daddy issues Uh, because Scar and you know Bruce don't have a great relationship Uh, because honestly they're two different people right this version of the Hulk isn't the same version of the Hulk who had sex with Scar's mom on Sakaar so there's a whole bunch of there can we just talk about scars look for a little bit was that the worst cgi you've almost ever seen in a tv show
1: i saw and i like it was like 10 seconds and i'm like that scene kind of reminded me of uh fast and furious when they're all sitting around 100 like, percent, family
0: that was like one of the biggest uh, memes after this the season finale was like we're family but we're green like it was it was awful he didn't look like, he didn't look like Scar at all. Like Scar has long hair in the front. He's got a scar like Scar, the lion from Lion King. It just like blew my mind on how they could mess up two Hulk characters when they've been working with the Hulk for 13 years, Chuck. Like it just like how do you not perfect that? How can you not perfect that? Like, Boss Logic posted a picture of what Scar should look like, and I was all in. If that version of Scar showed up, like, super angry looking, like, emo, like, he was forced to be there, he was forced to leave Sakaar with this strange weirdo with a messed up arm and glasses, and like, looking like, you know, everybody's stepdad, I thought that would have been great. But they brought this surfer dude, he looked like more like Ched. Jad banner than Scar, man. It was it was so bad. So so bad. Alright, now here's my question. And I haven't asked this question to anybody. Based off of the CGI, do you wanna see a World War Hulk series <laughs> or a movie?
1: Not if the same team's doing it. No. Not at all. The CGI in Loki was good especially you know when uh, like the last two episodes when you know we got um what the uh, monolith and
0: I'm just talking the hulk
1: well I'm just saying like they've done good CGI before is what I'm saying yeah
0: I mean we watched 10 years of movies that with good CGI but no 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 I'm talking about Disney plus yeah yeah like... I know what you mean but just this ver- let's say you, we have three hulks now right Okay. We're going to get a fourth one because they name-dropped Red Hulk. They said, what, is yeah, there going to be a Red Hulk after behind this door, right? And it's going to be Harrison Ford at this point, which is a very cool move. Uh, but they better h- yeah. hurry that up, too, because he's an elderly gentleman as well. Um, he's like 80. Yeah. So we've got four, four Hulks coming, Th- three, two of which look like complete shit. Do you want to see a World War <laughs> Hulk movie? Yes. No, I do. No. If they can't get the, a whole, imagine a whole movie with a bunch of characters that look like Scar, with the worst receding hairline I've ever seen. You want to see that? Because I think it would
1: be better than what we got. Like this is who you know. This is the showrunners and what they did. But if it's a movie, it might be someone different. I don't know, man. And-
0: I feel like, could you imagine what Maestro would look like? He'd look like Michael Cera painted green. I don't want anything to do with that until they perfect the CGI because that's something that you and I have been talking about in every Marvel thing that we've talked about in Phase 4 is that the CGI is getting a little more shoddier. I talked about it in Black Widow. We talked about it in Ms. Marvel. We talked about it in Thor Love and Thunder and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. It seems to be a problem. And they need to fix it. Now, Wakanda Forever could change that, and it looks it looks beautiful. It looks Avatar esque, just because it you know obviously Namor kind of gives you Avatar vibes. Uh, But man, I don't want a World War Hulk movie if they're gonna look like that. I've seen better CGI on TikTok.
1: I don't go on TikTok, so I can't.
0: I've seen. Better cosplay. CG- I'm not even going to say CGI. I'm going to say cosplay because all you needed was a big guy. Maybe, what, what are you thinking? Like 6'6", six, six buff. You could have painted Drew McIntyre green. Right? And he would have <laughs> looked like Scar. You just put. The, he's got the long hair, right? I've seen better design of characters from our friend of the podcast, Guiva, on her TikTok than I saw on any of she-hulk just gonna i mean listen call me critical call me whatever but i'm being honest and i don't want anybody in the comments being like oh these guys are sexist because we're not no this was a bad show um and you can go back and listen to our other shows that star females we've done a lot you can go back and listen uh this was just a bad show and uh, I want to know where you're at with the Geek Grader, because we're looking at, 8 let's say, 8.5 critic score, 3.3 fan score. Where are you, Chuck Miller, on this day in November with She-Hulk? 5.8. 5.8. So, inverted the fan score. Now, I'm going to make a confession. I've watched this series twice, because I knew we were going to talk about it i'm at a. did it get better no i'm at a 2.4 oh i did not like this and that 2.4 represents daredevil that's it
1: (laughs) so he would have got a zero
0: yeah i mean had yeah honestly had he not been in it um yeah he would have got a zero because like he grounded the show and he like He brought the acting up, I felt like, you know, because he's been there before. It seems like when he got on set, the series got better and it got deeper and darker. So, 2.4. That
1: might be the lowest score you've ever given.
0: No, I think I gave – What I give Godzilla versus Kong? I think I might give that like a one. I think
1: higher than that. No, I think you did higher than that.
0: I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm in a bad mood today, so maybe I'm being a little (laughs) frustrating. There's been – Questionable text sent to me about life advice that i don't want to give um let me rethink this give me a second watched it twice we got blade Sun, which was cool abomination looked pretty clean his cgi was good he did
1: and tim roth is always great yeah
0: he was fantastic wong and madison was was fun titania was garbage Tatiana Maslany's acting was good. I'll go four one.
1: Still probably one of the lowest yeah. ones you've ever. I'll
0: had. go four um, one. Yeah, I'm gonna go four one, and I'm gonna trust my gut with that one. Four one for me, five point eight for you. Our next episode is our three hundredth episode. And are we gonna
1: reveal what it is?
0: Uh I, I want to, but I don't want to. So, I, no, th- I,
1: don't be, don't be WB. we we'll, we're good.
0: We're not gonna reveal what it is episode 300 maybe three hours maybe 30 minutes maybe two parts maybe one long part who knows tune in next time follow us on social media the active geek podcast follow chuck chuck underscore the active geek follow galaxy wars because we're coming back follow gym class because i got an episode out there uh and more coming because the world cup's about to happen so get ready to hear about my thoughts on soccer like i'm an expert um and uh Yeah, come back next week for uh, episode 300. You won't know what it is until you play it. Because the episode's going to be titled 300.
1: And we're not talking about 300.
0: The description is going to say 300. And Chuck's wrong. We may talk about 300. Maybe. We may be reviewing 300 and 300 part 2. I don't remember the...
1: 301?
0: Yeah, 301. Uh, But, you know there may be some this is sparta going on in this episode who knows we might be sparta kicking people but that's it thanks for tuning in thanks for riding with us thanks for waiting for us uh we'll be back with episode 300 a very special episode for for chuck and i because um we're on seven years of podcasting crazy yep and we've gone absolutely nowhere but we seven years of podcasting and uh, it's been a great ride, and we're going to continue that ride for another, for another seven years. Uh, so for the Active Geek Podcast, I'm Jim. I am Chuck. And we are out.